Hello, my name is Miss Grace Elizabeth. If you like what you heard today, you can follow me at thriftedlux.com or on Facebook for the podcast, Lace and Cupcakes Podcast. You can like and subscribe and rate and review on any podcast platform that you prefer. And yes, on with the show. Today we are interviewing Miss Callista of Magical Girl Me, and you can follow her at Magical Girl Me and MagicalGirlMe.com and Callista Me on YouTube. I definitely would recommend checking her out. I reached out to her because I am actually a fan of hers. So yes, uh, I will note uh, before we get into the episode, there were some technical difficulties. This was my very first time interviewing someone uh, for a podcast, and I didn't expect there to be so much lag that I would think there was a pause, and so I'd start to ask a question and she'd resume speaking, and it seems like I'm cutting her off a lot, and I kind of am, but not intentionally. So hopefully I'll get the knack for that down over the course of the interviews, but I just want you guys to know that I'm not intentionally trying to cut her off. Uh, But yes, so anyway, on with the show. Uh, Oh, I did have to cut out a few small clips, but I don't think they really changed the meaning of anything in the podcast. Uh, There, Again, there were some audio issues and... I think I might have it down for next time. So here's hoping. Anyway, on with the interview. Callista, I found your blog and I immediately like was just like, oh my goodness, you're so awesome. And it, <laughs> so handy and chock full of tips. Uh, I had even planned to write actually about a few of the topics you already had when I came across your blog, such as like wearing Lolita fashion while cleaning your house. I think that's actually how I found your blog. But but what was the inspiration for starting yours? Uh, So I am an avid blog reader, particularly when it comes to things I'm interested in. Um, So I really enjoyed like Cupcake Kisama's blog and F.E.I. Lolita's blog. And I really wanted to start wearing Lolita fashion more and really sharing my love of the fashion. Um, So that's why I created the blog. Um, So it was partly to document my journey in the fashion so I could look back and see how far I've come, Um, but also promote body positivity um, since I'm not a set size and I am plus size. And I also wanted to show some diversity in the fashion. Um, Even when I kind of first started being into Lolita, I didn't see a lot of different types of people. And so I wanted to kind of be that person and be like, hey, you know, we're out here. There's someone that looks like you and kind of put myself out there um, when it came to a blog about Lolita fashion. Actually really dovetails nicely into uh, my question about the core message of your blog. Yes. Um, So, you know, exactly what I said with why I wanted to start the blog. Um, But if I had to boil it down to like a couple key things, it probably would first be to love yourself. Um, I think especially in fashion, we have a tendency to be overcritical. 
Um, mm -hmm. And it kind of gives, I, I want to be like, you know, you can still love what you do and do what works for you and still be a part of this fashion or anything that you're passionate about. Mm -hmm. um, and then probably the second one would be to be yourself. Um, I think oftentimes, and I know I've struggled with this myself, um, if you're in a fashion and you're interested, I used to be very, very rigid with the rules. And now that I've been in it for a while, I've kind of like relaxed and tried some new things. Um, and I feel like I'm being truer to myself by doing that and allowing myself to be creative. And then probably the last one would be just to have fun. Like this is something we're really passionate about and we enjoy. So it should be something that you get enjoyment from and, um, you know, it's just fun to share with people and fun to wear. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a good message to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the next question I want to ask is which came first, the blog or the YouTube channel? Because both are incredibly polished and I feel like one of them had to have come first. And um, my guess is maybe the blog. Yes, you're right. It was the blog that was first. <laughs> So why start a blog in the era of YouTube? I think you touched on that a little bit earlier, but, you know, can't yeah. hurt to have more. Oh. Absolutely. Um, so like I mentioned, I really love reading Lolita blogs, um, but also I was really nervous to start YouTube at first because when I do something, I want to make sure I'm like, because people are like, oh, you can just record it on your smartphone. I'm like, no, like I want it to look, you know, I want it to look a certain way, like I feel more comfortable. Um, so I wanted to do the blog because I was comfortable writing and I enjoy writing. Um, so it would kind of start me to work on those skills that would be helpful for videos if I was interested in them, like creating content, learning how to do lighting and pictures and that sort of thing. Um, and then I was like, okay, like I enjoy writing, but it would be fun to start doing videos. I think I just set a really high bar for myself where it was something I'd never done before. I was like, let's mm -hmm. kind of stick to what I know, which is writing. Fair enough. So with the writing and everything, uh, why would, why'd you end up uh, deciding to start a YouTube channel in conjunction with that? I really wanted to try something new. So when I started to get comfortable with the blog, I was like, you know, I, I really like to learn things and I'm a really hands-on person. So it's like, this is a skill I would love to have. So that really pushed me to start the YouTube channel. I also wanted to connect with more people, um, especially in this day and age. I feel like sometimes we don't have the time to sit down and read a blog. So a video is faster and an easier way to get information. Um, and I really like watching Lolita YouTubers as well. So it was just another way to kind of get the same content out in a different format. I've also found that it's easier to demonstrate and show that I am a plus size Lolita. Cause while you kind of get it from the blog posts and the pictures, I feel like it's more uh, tangible when you can actually see me on screen. Okay. So with that in mind, what advice would you recommend to give uh, to other Lolitas who are thinking of starting a channel? I think you should not listen to old Callista that had like these crazy 
beliefs of having like a backdrop and making sure your lighting's perfect, I think you should just try it because until you try it, you're not gonna know if it's for you. And if you're worried about things like I was worried about, like sound quality, video editing, all that stuff, that's gonna come with practice. And mm -hmm. if it's something that you want to do, you haven't put a lot of money or time into it if it doesn't work for you. But if it does, then you can just develop those skills later on. A hundred percent. And I agree entirely from the perspective <laughs> of a podcaster. Like I got into YouTubing a little bit, played around with it, but I, I think I'm done with YouTube. But with the podcast, like the sound quality, even in different rooms of the home, you find what has better acoustics for recording mm -hmm. and also... If there's any other Lolitas out there who want to start a podcast, you can do it from your phone. That's how I'm recording. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, but back to you. What's your favorite YouTube creation so far and why? So I had to think hard about this one because I was torn between two. Um, and I think I landed on that the plus size Lolita crash course um, has been my favorite. Um, so it's technically two videos, but one series. Um, it really just kind of went back to, I had all the same information in a blog, but it's just much easier to do it into shorter videos. Um, and I found that not only is it more accessible so people can find it, but people also feel more comfortable commenting and asking questions on YouTube than they do on my blog. So while people will like comment on my blog, it's much higher on YouTube and I get to have that kind of one-on-one -on -one interaction with people. And a lot of times that gives them a lot of confidence or if you know they have a particular question, I can answer it quickly. It just feels more like a community instead of just posting on a blog format. That's actually really cool. I, I had no idea about the Comfort comfortability of commenting on one medium over the other. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would you like to see more of from the Lolita YouTube community? I suppose like it plays into the whole comment section still. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's so many cool things we could do with YouTube um, and that people are doing. So I really like seeing things that are completely different. Um, so while watching reviews and stuff is fun and I I totally watch all of it, um, it's also nice to try something new. So um, a really good example of that is Fluffy Kawaii Joe has a Action Lolita series. And yes. I absolutely love it <laughs> because it's... it shows, yeah, that we can do things in Lolita. Mm-hmm. And things that are very much outside the realm of just sitting and drinking, like, tea. Yes. And it definitely, I feel like it gives you more um, ways to interact with the community. Like, maybe people wouldn't have considered going, you know, and doing, like, climbing or whatever in Lolita um, as a group activity. And I think that's really cool. Uh, and I also... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, I also really love how like the different members of their comm, like they address like how I think one generally wears a crinoline, another wears like a petticoat and like they discuss like the differences between that and yes. how easy it is. Yes. Oh, it's so <laughs> fascinating. <laughs> so in addition to the 
the new content um, that's like completely different. It's also, I feel like it's important to kind of make content, not just for beginners. I feel like there's a lot of content mm -hmm. for beginners. I like seeing um, when people do like, oh, here's all the different hair accessories I have and how to wear them. Like that's great as kind of not a beginner, but I'm not, I don't feel like I'm up to my full Lolita power up yet. So any tips like that, I really mm -hmm. like hearing. Um, so that's really cool as well. Um, I'd also like to see more collaborations, but with like people of different groups, kind of like reaching out and connecting. So if you follow like a couple of the same Lolitas and you get someone new in the mix, it gives you someone mm -hmm. else to subscribe to. I think that would be really awesome as well. Um, and then always definitely more diversity and representation. I still feel like there's a lot of, a lot of us wear the fashion, but I feel like there isn't a lot of diversity when it comes to people creating content. And I think it's important to really showcase how diverse and wide our niche fashion Agreed. is. Agreed. Like I, one of our members, she posts, but I think her Facebook page is private, so I won't mention her name. And then the other member, she doesn't even post pictures to her Facebook because of job reasons. But it, mm. It's uh, in order to make sure it doesn't have like issues with her job. But it's like, no, there's so much opportunity for yeah. everybody in the comm to create stuff. And I'm like, I wish they would make more stuff. But that's also because I love them. And I think they could make amazing content. So yeah, I, I say the more the better, because, you know, it just gives us more you know, different ways to wear things or to see a dress on someone else. And it just is amazing. Like, I can't even tell you how many times, even with just making content, like people are like, oh, like I am more plus size than you. So I can't wear this fashion. And then they put in, put in their measurements and I'm like, I'm actually bigger than you. <laughs> so no, you can't, A, I know that I kind of, you know, say this a lot, but you really can. This can be worn by anyone. It doesn't matter what your size is. Um, so that's kind of fun for people. And then as far as like, yeah, just getting different like races up there. I want to see more genders being mm -hmm. represented. I just feel like especially now people are open and they want to see that. It's been really nice that different voices are being highlighted in our niche fashion, but I feel like we could definitely take yes. advantage of this and just keep running with it. Yes, definitely. I 100% I agree. <laughs> and moving on from the topic of YouTube, however, I want to congratulate you on starting up your Etsy shop and your accessories. They're so cute. Thank so you. what was the impetus for starting in a, a Lolita accessory shop anyway? So I have noticed that over time, um, my love of Alita has gotten even bigger um, and I'm really passionate about it. So now I, it's pretty much my life. Like I love Lolita fashion. Um, I actually owned a former business with my partner oh. when we were in college and yeah so we were living in hawaii and we both had two jobs and we started a business and we were like wow we actually really love this um 
So I got to make all of the stuff. So she did the social media and the graphic design and I got to hand make things. And I really found out that I love making things. Like this is a lot of fun. Um, so we ended up closing that business, but I still wanted to make things. So I started making it for me to wear mm -hmm. with Lolita Fashion. And then I would wear it and my friends would see it. And they're like, oh, could you make me like something that looks like this? And I was like, yeah, sure. So it kind of like went from me just wearing it to doing like commissions That's for my awesome. local com. And then, yeah. And then their friends would ask about it and they'd be like, oh, Calista made this. So it kind of just became... I really need to have an Etsy shop because I don't have anywhere to send people. Um, and it's nice because it's all in one area, but it just kind of happened by accident, which is really kind well, of Well, they mean. do say that word of mouth is one of the best ways to have a business. So very true. It sounds like you've got a really good foundation for that. Yeah, I guess so. But let's get into a little bit of the drama of being a business owner. What are your favorite and least favorite things about running an accessory shop? So many favorites. Um, so I guess I love designing the most. Um, so like just taking an idea and then trying to figure out, okay, here's what I have in mind, like a great example of this was my, um, I have to make more of them, but it's a clock necklace. And I wanted it to be clear resin and have all these like gold embellishments and butterflies and flowers and stuff in it. And then have mm -hmm. rhinestones as like the numbers on the clock. And I needed to have experience with the resin before I could pull it off. But that had been sitting in my mind for forever. And when I was able to pull it off, it was so rewarding. <laughs> Um, so I really love that. Um, I love the actual crafting part. So I know some people are like, oh, this is so monotonous that I have to like, I have to deco cream this and then I have to put on a chain. I love it. Like, this is what I do to relax <laughs> after a busy work day. Um, so actually putting things together. I love the new skills that I've learned by having a shop and making new designs. Like this works, this doesn't, um, challenges that pop up. Currently, because of the pandemic, I'm having a really hard time getting a hold of ready-made mm. deco whip. So I've had to try some things and so that I don't have to use that anymore. I can just make it myself. Um, I'm still working on it, but it's been kind of fun to try new methods and see what works best for me. Um, and there's always something like that. Or these beads aren't sold anywhere and I use it to make this necklace base and I have to kind of be creative and spontaneous and fix the challenge. Um, so I like all those things about it. The things I dislike um, are all kind of the business side of it, which is kind of funny because it's a business um, and I that's what I majored in, but I don't like standing in line at the post office or buying packing supplies that aren't cute um, or updating orders or updating Excel. It's kind of all that nitty gritty um, manager type stuff that is not my favorite. And especially now with the pandemic and the delays in shipping or we've had issues with packages being crushed. 
that's been a little stressful. And it's definitely something I can handle, but it's not. Yeah, what I, enjoy I, doing. I can imagine. Um, mm-hmm. So, would you like to share a horror story or a feel good story about your experience as a Lolita content creator or business owner? So, um, I guess a good story is kind of one that happens often. Um, I, it always touches me when someone says, you know, I found your blog or I found your channel and you gave me resources or you've inspired me to finally try this fashion. And there's people who are like, I've been in love with this for 10 years and I never, you know, dove in and did it. And you're doing it. And I just bought my first dress. And that just is so amazing because I remember being them. <laughs> like, I can't do this. Like, this is crazy. This was back quite a long time ago. Um, it was like 2006 or 2007. And I was like, how am I supposed to get this Japanese street fashion? It's not going to fit me. Mm-hmm. And no, it does. It's definitely something you can do. It's a lot better now. Everything's a lot more accessible yes. and everything you don't have um, to you don't have so, to but butcher a pattern from like the glbs yes oh my gosh and they were so confusing <laughs> um so that's really cool because it just takes me back and i kind of feel like like i know exactly where they're coming from so that touches me the most when mm-hmm. people tell me that i can imagine so that is all of the questions that I have for you. Uh, If you would like to share your shop website and your social media accounts for everyone to check you out and follow you and find more content from you, uh, now's a great time to do it. Perfect. Okay, so my website is magicalgirlme.com. Um, my shop on Etsy is Magical Girl Me. My YouTube channel is Callista Marie. And my Instagram is Magical Girl Me underscore official. Awesome. 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 And thank you so much, everybody. This has been Callista with uh, me, Gr- Miss Grace Elizabeth on. Um, oh my gosh, I forgot the name of the podcast. Lace the Cupcakes. <laughs> Uh, I guess I'll have to re-record that line. (laughs) Anyway, thank you so much for being here. I had a lovely time, and I hope you did too. And for anybody listening, please do check Callista out. Her content is amazing, and that's why I reached out to her for an interview. If you enjoyed this podcast, definitely do follow us on Facebook at Lace and Cupcakes Pod, or you can subscribe on whatever podcast uh, aggregator that you like to use, and you can rate and subscribe on your listening platform of choice. We are on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, etc., etc. If you need to send an email, feel free to reach out to grace at thriftedlux.com. And I am at bentobuff on Twitter and Instagram. See you guys next week.